all stand for the scripture please all praise to God the father of our Lord Jesus Christ it is by his great mercy that we have been born again because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead now we live with great expectation and we have a priceless inheritance an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see.
And, and declare what we believe. But man, that song before last, the one that Chad wrote, Captivated, I think that's lacking, not, not just Carpenter's Way, but in the church in general, being captivated by God. I think most of us grew up in the church, and we are, we, we believe, we trust in God. Is, is probably one of the questions that the church needs to address. Are we, as individuals, am I captivated with God? What a, what a great But, but the thing that's cool, 
What you say? No microphone. teasing. He doesn't get that. But that's, that's all with that. Uh, a couple other
things that are found is unique to the Word of God and its children. But if you think there's an answer, you have to find it in online as well. Come on in. Men's Field House, which probably most of you know about. If not, you know, get with me after the after the worship service, and or Kitty Bounds, we can tell you all about it. But we are much like the Mosaic Center, only we minister to men. But we we have uh, on the 19th, we're going to have what we're calling the Man Expo. We're going to celebrate fatherhood, the impact that uh, fathers have on their families when they're engaged, when they're in the home, and uh, we're going to celebrate that. It's an outreach event to let people know what we do. It's also a fundraiser. We're going to have a day sale, which is uh, going to be slightly used or new items donated by the community. And I want to say thank you to Carpenter's Way for Carpenter's Way as a church gives to us each and every month faithfully. And many of you volunteer. Many of you uh, donate, donate money as well as things. And it's, it's amazing to see how this church and many of the churches in this community have rallied around this ministry. And we are a ministry. We are not affiliated with any church, but we are affiliated with Jesus, and that's, that's our primary focus. But uh, we would like for you to donate some things that men would like, hunting, camping, fishing, tools to be in our day sale. And if you have questions, again, talk to Kitty or I. You can go to our Facebook page, The Men's Field House, to see what we're, uh, what we're trying to gather and, and resell as, as part of the fundraiser. We also have a, a table set up out there in the lobby, and there's uh, information on when we're accepting uh, donations and what type of donations that uh, we're looking for. But thank you very much, Carpenter's Way, for supporting our ministry. So Clay, Clay has been an elder. Carpenter's Way is a shepherding elder still. Yep. And uh, Men's Job Corps, for those of you who are new to the community, Mosaic Center is a ministry that teaches
hits me about that much as well. I love the bench. I can inside these guys and minister and pray with them. And it's very intentional. You, you know, when the first time is a partner from the side of the road over there, it's also just somebody, whatever the way it is. Um, you know, it's one thing to get the $20 bill. Uh, it is a totally different thing to actually come alongside and help them. Thank you, Clay, for what you do and uh, your team as well. So, all right, let's jump back into our
follow Jesus. But good days are bad days. If you're following Jesus, every day has meaning, even if you don't think it does. It has purpose, even if it doesn't feel like it does. Moving people in, an opportunity to minister to people that are unloading your truck, to going out to eat for a waitress who maybe may spill tea on you, but she is having a bad day. Or getting thrown over for speeding maybe at the end of the day. So you're hitting people with tea boxes, but they're not being mad at them, so you're speeding. Every day is an opportunity for us to build the kingdom of God in the ministry. down into stories in our brain instead of lifestyles, lives. Let me a side sidebar here for a second. I've had the privilege over the last few years to see our son. Adam handled the world so so good and so life. Because I want you to understand, we want you to understand that your life experience is Confusing, just as perplexing, just as overwhelming, just as scary to them as they follow Jesus. And there were good days, and there were rough days. And so, what I want us to do is progress through kind of the middle towards the end of Acts 16. And I want us to take a step back. Over the next few minutes, we're going to follow Jesus with the disciples and make observations. And this week is going to be chapter 16, and next week, and he presents the gospel in two different ways. And we're going to try to learn what it looks like to present the gospel. And I've got to be truthful with you. This is hugely convicting for me because I don't know what you do as you follow Jesus. Some of you are connection to the Southern Baptist Convention. I'm trying to think. You guys Wins. So it's basically for those of you the Southern SBC churches you grew up in, and remember, this is my first time in one. Basically the same program that goes to the Romans Road and teaches you the world or the not, but it teaches one world of evangelism. And we're going to see in the next month or two that there's a million ways in evangelism, and that doesn't even cover them all. You see, evangelism is sharing Christ with the message of the gospel is what we do not just through our lives, but it's a way to get to the whether it's our preschool kids, preschool teacher, or it's our it's a waitress, or like I said, a police officer, or on vacation. Every moment of every day is a divine appointment if you are following Jesus. And I, I think, at least in my world of Christianity, we have a tendency of asking Jesus to kind of walk with us. And we need to start changing our prayer just a little bit. You don't have to walk with me, but help me follow you. Now to our text, Acts 16, verse 1. Uh, Paul went first to Derby and then to Lystra, where there was a Thank you. 
Timothy was willing to do for the sake of the gospel? Timothy is a half-red Jew, half-red Gentile. That means he's not acceptable in the Jewish community. The only way in the Jewish community is to be circumcised. For those of you who don't understand circumcision, I mean, I know, I know probably biologically you know what it is, but when God tells Abraham to be the father of his own nation, the father of the Hebrew nation, the sign of that is circumcision. Why? Because it was a good a relationship, a covenant, a relationship. God is made with them, and their willingness to obey God and to enter that covenant with them. Now, I'm going to keep this very vague, but that is a perfect location for such a covenant to be revived. Because every time a man who left a community went to a bathroom, he was reminded that he's in covenant relationship with God. Every time he and his wife became intimate, he reminded them both that they are not their own, but they are a covenant people. So God built this covenant. Which for adults is exclusive in the faithful. So, if you remember, and this is very important, what we just said, if you remember these Judaizers back in chapter, chapter 15, to Antioch and Lystra, or Antioch and Syria, where Paul is a part of the church and ministry, and they come in and they say, that to be a follower of Jesus, you also have to be a Jew. So therefore, all of you need to be circumcised. Do you remember the Paul and Barnabas? So God's indoctrinating the church. The church is, is building up for force. So the leadership of the church that Paul and Barnabas, along with the leaders of the church, and those who are saying you have to be circumcised. That's the Jewish church, the mother church. The United States is not the mother church. Jerusalem is. Why Jerusalem is so specific? Because that's where the apostles were. Take their cases to 
the apostle, it was not a New Testament work at that time, and the apostle spoke on behalf of God, they were presented at that time, and they were the church of Jerusalem, they were Jesus' brother, but Peter, who was the spokesman for the apostle, they proclaimed that Gentiles do not get to be circumcised to be saved, they do not need to keep the Hebrew law, but they are asked to expect some of the inconsistencies that are just difficult, and those were things like eating meat sacrificed to idols. They were they did, wanted them to stay away from that because that would be a distraction for the Jews, as well as drinking blood. Fair. And adultery. It's just easy So that's I want you to picture this. So Paul, his team go back as well as several years to take the back to Antioch where Paul and Barnabas still are, and they proclaim this. It says everybody celebrates. They're afraid to the church of Jerusalem. They're Jerusalem Christians go back. Paul and Barnabas have their spouse there. They split. And what are they doing when Paul goes out, we learned? They are taking the letters that the religious, that the apostles had given to them, and they are going from community to community. And what's that letter say? You don't have to be circumcised to be circumcised. And what is the first thing Timothy does? Be circumcised. Now, I want So just take a breath. Now I want you to think over the past year and a half how Christians have behaved in this book. We won't even wear a mask. Well, it's stupid. So is circumcision. And you've got to understand, if you've read the Old Testament, circumcision is have to do with the kingdom? What does circumcision have to do with the kingdom? The people you're supposed to be ministering to may be thieves. They may be wrong. But we're here to serve them. Well, I'm not giving up my rights. Fill in the blank. I live in a country that gives me the personal pursuit of happiness. I thought this was a Christian country. You see, our kingdom is upside down. We don't
And we got to get back to loving him. Remember Ephesus, some of, some of you are studying Revelation with us on Wednesday night. And he writes a letter. You don't love me or each other if you give it first. You know, most of us have been Christians a long time. And everything loses its nuance. But may our hearts, O oh Lord, be captivated with you. May we be captivated by God. That's what spurred these men and women on. Timothy was set free from the law of circumcision by what Jesus Christ did on the cross. And while all things may be lawful for him, not all things were profitable. And he and, and Paul decided that it would be better to him to go through an unnecessary surgical process that would cause him excruciating pain so that they didn't have to go into communities and answer everywhere why he wasn't circumcised. It took the topic off the table. What topics do we keep on the table that keep us from ministering to broken people? I am not saying at all that sin shouldn't be declared sin. Or repentance shouldn't be called on. I am simply saying, what rights do you demand? And then you look at Timothy and you go, you've got to be kidding me. Romans 12.1. Would you look at it with me? And so, dear brothers, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind you find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship them. And Timothy took that literally. He gave his body to God. Paul writes to the church of Corinth in 1 Corinthians 9, 19-21, Even though I am free, I've actually become a slave to all people to bring me to Christ. When I was with the Jews, I lived Put that down, Jeff, is another thing. Buy a cup of coffee. But you go where sinners are so that you can tell sinners that they have been saved, they can be saved by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Prove to them you love them more than you love you. Because that's how Jesus feels about you. And I know this is hard. I know this is hard. Because I am so comfortable in my little circle. But I'm not here for me. I'm here first to seek the kingdom of God and then enjoy my circle. And that's what we see here. Back to Acts 16, verse 6. Next, okay, like that's a small thing, okay? So I, I know I've spent a lot of time on one through five. 
the new community. And by the way, that young guy who's in the side of my Timothy comes along and calling him to decide that he needs to be circumcised. And then all of a sudden it says next. And when I read that, I went, well, we need a, that needs its own chapter. needs its own chapter. What price was Timothy willing to pay for the, for the work of the Lord? <laughs> next, Paul and Silas Prevented them from preaching the word in the province of Asia at that time. Because of that, the desire Paul and Silas's, must have been their desire to actually preach the word in the province of Asia. But somehow the Holy Spirit took over there. And coming to the borders of Israel, they headed north to the province of Bithynia.
what Jesus did. He continually put himself in harm's way. And you can have dreams. There's nothing wrong with dreams. There's nothing wrong with five years. But be prepared not to get to Asia. And then they're pouting. He tells them, so we just, uh, uh, that night, verse 9, oh, one more verse first. Louise, I'm messing you up. Would you put Proverbs 16, 9? There it is. And every one of you know this. I know it for the last 48 hours. And it's really hard to remember. This last two weeks have been so frustrating with their house. They've been living with us. I loved every minute of it, son. <laughs> You're laughing because you've had your kids move on. It's just, it's just, it, lots of time with their grandson, but the, lots of time with their grandson. But the, the truth is, when the world isn't in order, Mark's soul isn't in order. But who's deciding what order looks like? Mark. Who's in control? Mark. Who thinks he's cocky? Mark. But here's God. I can make my plans. Nothing wrong with that. But the Lord determines our steps. Isn't that true in your life? And aren't you glad? I mean, seriously. Take, take a moment. Aren't you glad? Because if God did everything you asked him to do, would he really be God? I mean, if he answered every prayer you prayed the way you wanted it prayed, wouldn't you at some point go, does he have a big plan or is he just waiting for me to ask for something? I want to know that God sitting on his throne has such a specific and big eternal plan that I'm constantly crying out, God, please close this house. But I, I kept praying, but if, if there's a bad roof here, don't close this house. But we really want to close on the house. So, so do what we want, but don't do it if it's not your will. I mean, I don't even know how you pray like that. But that's what Jesus prayed, so we're okay. But isn't that life? That's what you're seeing here. I know this is the read-over verses, but they're actually pretty significant. Because you're going to do that this week. Tomorrow you've got big plans on Monday, and, and it's not to mow your lake. <laughs> but you've got, big, you've got big plans coming up, and, and you may or may not end up there. But if you do end up there, it's not your plans. It's God. So those of you on vacation on the beach, remember you're God's messengers there. For those of you going to the beach, for those of you going to grow camp, for those of you who are going to minister, you have big plans. If your plans don't work out the way you plan them to work out, it's okay. God's still on his throne because we're seeking first his kingdom. And that does give us joy and hope and peace and, yeah. All right, verse 9. That night, Paul had a vision. 
So he's going here. Oh, no, nope, can't go there. It goes here. What does that tell you? Got to make observations. I want, I want to help you. What, what is Luke's joining. So now you know why. Probably. Why, why am I pointing this out? Number one, they weren't confident either. They weren't. They weren't confident the word And then, by the wording here, and I looked at the other versions as well, and they were not just having confidence in each kind, in each version of the word confidence in the New Testament. They weren't confident. It doesn't say they knew. It says they concluded. That means there was conversation. makes me hungry for pepperoni. <laughs> All right, back to my message. From there, we reached Philippi.
this weird kitchen. It's like the church has today. And I don't know why there were weird kitchens, but I see that one pocket or something else. Is this cabin you're not familiar with? And he took away, blew up, and he left the cabin. Again, if you're watching the chosen, they've done a great job of context. You notice that when Jesus was getting dead, or the disciples were dead, or the rest of the morning, there's always prayers that they make. They pray to the Father. They thank Him for the day when they would eat, they would thank Him. And they would pray for the Father. They would memorize the Psalms as a prayer book. Thank you, Lord, for not making me a good 
for you are Is it possible that our brothers and sisters I don't mean it the way we're talking about today, but just what is the You know, I, or today, it's really funny to me because churches that hold to the stand, they certainly allow. For those of you scared about ending up accidentally taking the mark of the beast, follow Jesus, you'll never take the mark of the beast. For those of you worried about losing your stop going to your doctor. For those of you 
DBS as a little boy or a little girl. If you haven't walked with God since and you think you got it, we'll talk to you to get answers. Go to Jesus. Give us the Savior now. He loves you. Get me to Oregon. I got news for you. Go talk to us. Get your kids. He can't save himself. shouldn't be involved in it. As a child of God, trusting him for your future, you have no business looking at horoscopes. Oh, he's being legalistic. No, I'm not. I believe in ghosts. I believe in demons. I believe in some cycles. But I want them to tell me my name when I meet them. I believe in all that stuff. And so should you. Because here you have a story where it tells us that this slave girl had a spirit that enabled her to tell the future. And by the way, if you have a demonic entity that will tell you your past, it's because that demonic entity has been around you since you were born. They know everything about you and your family. That should not impress you. They are everywhere. They are in this room. They are liars. That's all they do. So one day, of life following Jesus are exasperating. Ask Paul. And I can't tell you why he didn't cast that demon out of her. Maybe he liked But it became And he cast the demon out. Her master's hopes of well bad day for him. But a good day. So here we go. Good day or bad day?
24. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening. Okay, i got to admit something here. When Jeff was preaching this last week, and I'm sitting over here, and you should do this. It didn't sound like I told Jeff this I had never And Jeff threw that See, that was a bad day, right? So the inside gets the wall, which means that the back gets wider and hurting, but they just think and what do you think they tried to do? I don't know what you want to do, but I want to think about what I want. But they don't. They're so captivated by God. They sing. These guys are sure they're going to be dead in the morning. They're captivated. And they sing. And they were just singing because that's what they wanted to do. What they didn't know was the other prisoners were listening. You nailed it, Jeff. It rocked my world this week. I thought about it yesterday. Going up to the hospital as the doctor comes in and as the nurses are coming in. Sing praises. No, I didn't. Don't worry. I did not start singing or nobody would come to church today. That's not what I did, but I just realized that every moment of every day, when the guy showed up yesterday afternoon late to unload the truck, I thought to myself, sing praises to God. Every moment of every day. Even the bad ones. They're still gods. And I love this story. You killed it, Jeff. Verse 25. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. I mean, they prayed all night. And the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly, there was a massive earthquake. Stop. Don't kill yourself. We're all here. They're bloody, beaten, tired from singing and everything going on. And they ask him not to kill themselves. What kind of people are these? The jailer called for the lights and ran to the judge and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and he asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Oh, How do we get saved? And they replied, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. In fact, your whole household will. You can all be saved. I know we throw that out. Just two people or one man being saved, save his whole household. He's inviting And they shared the word of the Lord with him and with all who lived in his household. So the dude went home, he got his family, and they came back to jail. 
Even at that hour of the night, the jailer cared for them and washed their wounds. Then he and everyone in his household were immediately baptized, and he brought them into the house. By the way, they were already saved and they were baptized. It was part of saying, we're going to follow the God of these men. He brought them into his house and set a meal before them, and he and the entire household rejoiced because they all believed in God. They all started singing. Is this a cool story or what? Is it a good day? Is it a good day? It really was. He sacrificed his body like he asked Timothy to do. Timothy's was circumcision. His was unfair justice, right? It's a good day. You see, when you seek first the kingdom of God, there aren't bad days. They're just weird, sad, hard opportunities. The next day, the city officials sent the police to tell the jailer, let those men go. Paul still will do, by the way. Okay, I'm, I'm going to point this out. And nobody can tell And we are Roman citizens. So now they want us to leave. Absolutely not. That's not funny to you. A little grumpy. I don't know if it's right or Then they brought them out and they begged them to leave the city. When Paul and Silas left the prison, they returned to the home of Lydia. There they met with the believers and encouraged them once more. Then they left town. Chapter 16 is done and we'll pick up with 17 next week. You know, this, uh, this book ends without an ending. It's one of the few books in the Bible to do. There's no greeting. There's no, hey, have a good day. Why? Because it's not done. You see, you're living the Acts life. His Holy Spirit is in you if you are his child. And he's guiding and directing even on the bad days. And the thing that God has been speaking to me about is seek first my kingdom. It's okay to love your family. It's okay to want your kids here. It's okay to, it's okay to have a, a vacuum that's robotic. It's okay. Have you ever seen those? Sorry. But first, seek the kingdom of God. That's what he's talking to us about here in Acts, you guys. Seek first his kingdom. Seek first his kingdom. Let's close in prayer. And I'm going to give you about 30 seconds to just talk to your Father in heaven and if you're not captivated by him, just tell him you want to be captivated. Even if you're struggling, even if you've given into sin, thank him for his grace. If you don't know him, accept his offer to forgive your sin right now. Tell him in your heart, I want to follow you, not, not just ask you to walk with me. I want to follow you. And I want to see your work first, even on bad days. Now I'm going to pray for Grow Camp. Lord Jesus, 
We dedicate this building, this place to you, especially for this week. And all those children that will be here and the staff that will be here. Lord Jesus, what we want to build is, is, is not a kingdom of Christians, but a kingdom of Jesus followers. And Lord Jesus, I pray right now that Carpenter's Way, our ministry, would not raise kids who we give everything they want to, but we teach them that the life of following Jesus is in fact a sacrificed life. It's a life where you pick up your cross and put your selfish ambitions aside and you follow him. That you're not here to give us everything we want, but to guide and direct us so that we can serve you and your ends. And then when it's over, we get to go home and be with you forever. May we help our children have captivated hearts and our students. And may we ourselves have captivated hearts. We love you, Jesus. In your holy name we pray, amen. A little bit different today because they're going to start decorating for Grow Camp. Uh, there's not Bible study during the 11 o'clock hour. So um, but if a few guys...